if everyone is giving their kid coaching advice that, you know, does not fall in line with the coach. And if you want to know mm. what the coach is coaching, ask them. But if, if all the parents are doing that, then you don't have a coach. This is the Coaching Life Podcast. Not live. <laughs> We're a little flustered today. We were hoping to bring you, bring you something very special for our 150th episode of the Coaching Life Podcast. Congratulations. Five years. Where's our, uh, where's our, our yeah, that's oh, not nope, it. that's not it. I was looking for the, yeah. I mean, there's seven more buttons there. Or, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. My diet, Dr. Kelp. <laughs> I, you know, you, when you use a podcast studio that hundreds of other people use, you just never know what you're going to find on these uh, that, uh, I'm a star. You just never know what you're going to find. What the fuck? Oh, Uh-oh. oh, oh, see, we, see, we need both buttons. What the fuck? <laughs> oh. oh boy! It's a good thing we didn't do the video today. Yeah, <laughs> we probably we probably wouldn't have got to this point if we were doing the video. But <laughs> that's true. Yeah, thanks everybody for troubleshooting, sticking with us through 149 episodes. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I just now got on the the site and was looking at some of our views. Yeah, I did see that that two star that. Somebody gave us out there, mm, whoever one, that was. Yeah, must have been someone from Team Pat. I, don't, I doubt that. Very seriously. No, Very definitely seriously. not. <laughs> it was probably my mother Two when stars. we talked about some, you know, something <laughs> that, that I something did. Something made her mad. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, shoot. Coach, good to be here with you today. Yes, sir. It is. You know, I was thinking, 150 episodes, we... Yeah, yesterday did a search on Chartable, one of the podcast stats apps, and our show showed up as in the genre of sports. It showed up as in... For in, some reason, I'm thinking 47. It was, yeah. Number 47 in the genre of sports on the charts, the all-time, like the, the top, you know, we're talking about all the podcasts. Everything. In the country of South Africa. In the history of podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's so going on is? there. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I don't... That's bizarre to me. We got a lot of bots maybe in South Africa that are downloading our podcast. Do you know how that works? How do bots work? For podcasts, I would have no idea yeah, why they would be out there other than just to... Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know how they work. I don't know. We just... We have a following in South Africa. It might be artificial intelligence, but it's a following. There you go. And it's we're in the top forty-seven of the all-time podcasts. All sports podcasts. So at least yeah, there's fifty sports <laughs> podcasts at least, right, in South Africa. But there's at least forty-seven. <laughs> we know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, shoot. What's new? Is there anything new to talk about? Well, you know, today our topic today mm-hmm. is coming to us from a listener. And sometimes yeah, we like we, when we like yeah. when people do this. Yeah, it's, it's not the first time it's happened, but it, it's it's always good to get emails or messages. And you can, if anybody else, if there's something people want us to talk about, I guess we should tell them how to get a hold of us. I mean, people who yeah. people who have our numbers just text us. Right. If you don't have our numbers, you can find us on all the social medias. You can also find our show on Twitter or X. 
X. X. Uh, just do a search for the Coaching Life podcast, and you can just send us a message through that way. Or if you if you're friends with Pat or I on Facebook, you can send us a message. That's how uh, this this particular message came to me last week, and uh, I'll I'll just I'll read some of it here. Uh, you know, leaving off names and geographical location of where, you know, where the <laughs> message came from. Because we, you know, because we have listeners all the way in South, South Africa. Africa I don't, this, right. this, is a, this is not a listener from South Africa. But uh, anyway. <laughs> it is a, it, it, so it is a situation that we, I think we have mentioned before. It's a, it's a sure. topic that we've talked about before. We've not dedicated an entire episode to this, mm-hmm. so it might be just good to have a conversation and just see what comes out of it. And in the context, I think, of the, yeah. you know, the conversation. Yeah, yeah. So it was basically brought to us, hey, I, I thought it might be a good idea um, or something good for you guys to discuss in an upcoming podcast if you have not done so yet. And here's the question. I wonder at what point does a coach need to say something to the parents of a player about them being a distraction on their player, on yeah. their own child? Right. And the, the context of that is, let's say... You know, you're you're a coach and you have been teaching and coaching up a player, one of your players, and that player has been struggling, perhaps, you know, we're in the context of baseball. So, you know, maybe the player has been struggling at the plate. They've been struggling with their hitting. That's a big one. And it happens, you know, it happens every year. Everybody goes through ups and downs with their hitting. (laughs) Absolutely. And and everybody has ideas for how to fix that, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) Coaches have an idea. Parents have an idea. The personal instructor has an idea. So this extends beyond, you know, parents, Uh, you know, at what point, you know, the question is, how does a coach handle the extra coaching that one of your players gets on your team, particularly when that extra coaching may be in conflict with what you're trying to teach the player to do right? and help the player. Yeah, really, really difficult situation, I think. I don't, you know, it's not, not an, there's not a uh, easy answer to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the question basically is, you know, hey, at what point does the coach go to the parents and say, hey, look, we want your child to be as successful, you know, as you want them to be. Why? And why would and, a coach want that? Because that their job, they want the team to be successful. The team is, so yeah, the team we want to, to win. Successful, yeah. We want the individual to be successful. Right, yeah. right. When your child is successful, our team is successful. Sure, absolutely. And, uh, and so, you know, and so, you know, sometimes, so, the, you know, the question comes at us with, you know, sometimes it's about making comments during the game, coaching from the stands, coaching from the bleachers, coaching from the sidelines. And sometimes it's, um, you know, basically, Coaching from home, which is a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. You want oh, players absolutely. to work on their game at home, yeah. But uh, not not in conjunction, like doing it in conflict with mm-hmm. with you know maybe a mechanical adjustment that you've made, and you're seeing some success in practice, and then they go back home and they're taught something different, and the you know some of the tension here is, you know, it puts a player in a tough spot because absolutely. the player doesn't want to say to mom or dad, whoever's teaching them at home, my coach thinks you're wrong because he teaches me this way. And then the player probably doesn't also want to say the other direction as well. You know, well, are you, you know, I mean, what does that do to the play? Well, you're telling me to do something different. So does that mean my coach is wrong? Yeah. And I'd say this, a lot of times when you're talking about, you know, changing a, 
a, a small mechanic in a swing or a throw or something like that. And sometimes it doesn't matter about the mechanic at all. Yeah. It matters yeah. that the that the player recognizes that they've changed something. And because they've changed something, they have a little bit more confidence. Mm-hmm. They have a little bit more hope. Uh, that they, you know, that they're going to succeed the next time that they go out and do whatever they're doing. And if there's a, a conflict in the information that they're receiving from coach, from from hitting instructor, from the parent, that confidence isn't there. Yeah. And I, that could that could hurt them more than anything. Yeah, you know, it's, you know, it's it's a it's a delicate issue, really. I mean, you, you we could almost talk. There's almost a conversation to be had, uh, you know, directly to the parent, directly to the coach. And directly to yeah. the instructor, because you know, like it or not, all three of those you know roles, people, all three of those people, are are going to have an impact on the way the athlete performs. Mm-hmm. And the best situation that you could be in is that all three of those are working in the same direction. They're moving in the same direction. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So you know that would be, but it, that's it's hard to get there. When the reality is, all three of those entities want the same goal. Yes. They all want the same goal. They right. want the child to be successful. They want the player to be successful. There may be some other goals inside of that that are different, that differ among them, you know, uh, for one reason or another. I don't know. I mean, you know, like, like yeah, different levels, for example, maybe. yeah, like uh, the coach may want the child to be successful because, you know, it's going to he knows it's going to help the team be successful and win. The parent may want the child to be successful because he knows if, if my child is successful, that means he's going to be in the lineup more gonna sure. play more right well, yeah, there might like might be yeah. different motivations and things like that right yeah like as a coach you and i don't i mean we don't take i don't want to this i don't want to sound crass and i say this but like we don't care who's in the lineup no like i don't care i think you know, like from the, i mean I, we, it's not that we're not, not relational at the top with level the, right yeah it's the, yeah. You, the one you go down a higher an order exactly what's important yeah and the individual is below the importance yeah, of the team exactly you and, still you still care and that's not the case for my child correct that individual is more important than the team yeah when i'm the parent yeah and so there is a different motivation for wanting that child to succeed if you're a parent versus if you're a coach and i think that's that's hopefully that's helpful for a parent to hear like if you're a parent you're listening you're like you understand when we're making out a, a lineup or decision decisions for our team we're going to play your child because we feel that your child can help the team win today. Right. And we're not going to play your child if we don't feel like your child is the best choice to help the team win today. Right. And I know that hurts. It does. It does. But yeah. that's but that's what every coach is doing. That's what every coach is doing. Sure. Um, and so anyway, that's I mean, we, we talk about that particular issue all the time but that but, you know, and that sort of came out as a tangent from from the different motive the, the the point about everybody having the same goal and that is we want the child to succeed yeah definitely i think you know this you know, we live in a in a day and age right now where recreational leagues aren't they're on par with you know the, I, we have a we have a rec league in um in the Meigs County area that is not, it's kind of like a hybrid. Like, you, you know, kids can go sign up as individuals, but also teams bring these, you know, these teams that are handpicked. Mm. So I think a lot of times what happens is a coach will combine players from multiple teams. And what they don't recognize is when they do that, you're missing out on, you're missing a relationship element 
to that team that is you know, it's overlooked because mm-hmm. it, it, you know if you if you have a that, that's why high school baseball is so great or mm-hmm. high school sports in general is because everybody knows each other they're you're playing for each other you're playing for mm-hmm. your school there's camaraderie you know it's it's there's a relation there's relationship value there that gets splintered when you start picking and choosing you know when you start yeah. making quote unquote all-star teams for you know sure. by, by definition and you lose some of that relationship value so it's hard in situations. It makes it more difficult in situations like these to have conversations with parents. Yeah. It also makes it unknown to these parents that are coming in to these players. You have to. You're, you basically have to recreate the culture that you want as a coach in a very short span of time and with mm-hmm. a limited number of players that know, you know, what you expect. It's, it's very difficult. It's hard to do. Yeah part of the challenge yeah, I think it is you know so when, when someone says you know how do you at what point do you go and have a conversation with the parent about you know what's going on with their kid I don't know because know. we're talking about a, a season you know that is what you know 12 weeks long and then you know who knows this the team may, this team may never be together again Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a difficult conversation. Yeah. What I'm saying is what I'm getting at. It is, it is. Anytime you bring together a bunch of kids that aren't used to playing with each other, a bunch of people that aren't used to, um, you know, being sitting in the crowd with one another, the, it brings in some different right. elements that a lot of times, you know, baseball coaches just don't think about mm-hmm. because it's not something they normally have to think about. Well, one thing I'll say about baseball coaches, and I'm sure that it's not just a baseball thing; it's a it's probably across the board, but you know, again, that's our that's our world. Is this is a this is a pretty common situation? Mm-hmm. So, you know, for people listening you know, that maybe aren't coaches, th- this happens a lot, and we we actually do talk about this a lot. No, we, absolutely. We, yeah. You know, the fact that hey, you know, I, it, we only get we only get these kids for a couple hours a day. You know, when it comes to instruction, right. and we're doing our best to try to help them be successful. And you know, take where they are and and make the necessary adjustments to help them get better. All right. And and so, one of the variables I think that sometimes enters into a situation like this is there's a feeling that, or may, whether it's whether it's true or not, there's a there's the there's a this this hint that if I got like if I as a dad got to coach you more when you get home and I don't ask you as a player, what has coach been showing you and let's work on that. Mm. But I just take you and say, okay, you've been struggling at the plate. Let's go out back and let's, let's work. And we just start in and, and your child maybe goes, okay, well, coach told me to do this, right? Mm. What do you do at that point? Like, do you say, do you go, do you go, okay, let's try that then. Let's, let's see if that, you know, has that been working? Has that been, you know, did that work for you in practice or, you know, or do you think, do you, does it feel like that's, you know, like, like you're in the right, moving in the right direction? Cause it's not going to be, nothing's going to be instant. Nothing's instant when it comes to hitting for, you know, for example. You're right. No, well, I guess what I'm saying is, is that there is this feeling when there is additional coaching outside of what the player's getting with his team and that coaching is happening in a in a vacuum. It's not, it's not happening in conjunction with 
You know, like you're not asking, you're not communicating. Hey, tell me what you're learning in practice. Tell me how, how things are going there. And let's work on that here. You're just doing your own thing. There's almost, it gives this vibe like you don't trust the coach. Absolutely. Like you right. don't, like, like you don't, res- or you don't, or you don't agree with the coach or you don't respect the coach. And you know what? Those things might be true. <laughs> they might be true. Yeah. And I guess I would ask, well, why do you, why is your kid playing on the team then? Right. I mean, if that's the case, I mean, if you don't trust a coach or if you don't trust that the coach knows what they're doing, you know, there's an issue there too. But, um, yeah, you just, that, that was a mouthful some, what you just it said. It is there. because I keep, I keep, I keep, you know, opening up a bigger, a, a bigger can here. It's a bit, because it's a bigger it's, can. sometimes you don't trust the coach, you don't agree with the coach, and you're wrong. Absolutely. Sometimes you might be right. Right. But sometimes, and, and, Oh man, it's, it's, it's a, yeah, this is a, it's a tough topic. Yeah. I think, I think I would speak to the coach and the parent in this case in saying that hitting or any type of mechanical instruction for sure is a very difficult thing. Um, yeah, as you mentioned, as you know, mm-hmm. as as coaches, we have a limited amount of time with our players. If you're going to change a habit in a swing or any, any habit, any uh, uh, what am I, what am I, any any physical movement that you have that you are able to, that you repeat, you know, that mm-hmm. you any any type of movement, if you're going to change that to something else, you have to have an insane amount of repetitions to to modify that movement to the way that you want to move to become a new habit yes and okay so there's the first thing you're you're talking about thousands of repetitions to change that okay so that's one so to the parent when you're you know if you're out there saying you're dropping your shoulder you know during a bat you're absolutely positively having no positive impact on that at bat and you're most likely having a negative impact. So any type of instruction like that. And we want the shoulder to drop in the swing. <laughs> well, we can we, get into that too, uh, I guess. The shoulder but, has to drop. Yeah, right. It, 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 it tilts, right? The, it the, tilts. The, you, yeah. you tilt. So, but that was just an example. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Something that you but it is. I mean, yeah, yeah, right. Right, right. Um, but it's also true, I would say that to coaches that, be very careful about what you're changing on your yeah. hit or swing because a lot of times the biggest improvement you can make, the biggest help you can give them doesn't start with their mechanics. Mm-hmm. You know, I have seen, and we've talked about this before, yep. your approach, your mental approach compared to your physical approach. You can have the perfect swing, but if you have the worst approach you're not going to be successful you could have a a bad swing i've seen players that had bad swings but have a great approach they compete that's right If you can compete with a bad swing you can be more successful than a person with a good swing that doesn't compete in the box and those are the things that sometimes we overlook when it comes to helping a player make the adjustment that they need like yeah. the adjust like when we're saying make an adjustment it's i mean i think we in, we in, we we immediately go to mechanics well what's the mecha- okay make an adjustment what's a mechanical adjustment and so sometimes we go to the, you know we will go to buzzwords yes you know keep your hands back stay back well no not really be on time right yeah sometimes like it, it, there's just not there's 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 a, an endless amount of things that you can say and sometimes a lot of the time, 
it's not mechanical, like you said. Right. And here's the thing. Once you put in enough reps to change that habit, it's very, very easy to develop another bad habit. Yeah. So, you know, we've talked about before not having enough time as, as high school coaches and definitely, you know, travel ball coaches, rec coaches. They just don't have enough time to sit down with every single player mm-hmm. that they have and, and, and put in the effort that is needed to change, you know, a mechanical yeah. flaw or, you know, to improve a, a, a swing or a throw or anything like that of that nature. Which means... We want the player to practice outside of team practice. We do. So that we was, want yes. them to work with you, mom and dad. We want them to work with personal instructors. It's not. It's not that and coaches are against change. that, right? But I think they. I think there was a time not too long ago where, you know, coaches at our level would kind of scoff at the idea of a, of a kid going and seeing a hitting instructor because I thought, well, why do you need to go see a hitting instructor? I'm your coach. You got to listen to me. Yeah, that's probably more of an ego. What do you think? Right. And I, more would, of a, and I would stay away from that. You know, speaking to the coach, I would stay away from that, you know, oh, perspective. Yeah. Like, I, well, I, I encourage our kids what's to get the alternative? instructor. You going to put in the time with him that he needs with every single one of your players? I mean, I'm talking to head coach, yeah, right? And, and, and by the head. way, that seems great. And can you do it? Maybe, but you're sacrificing something. You're, you're, mm-hmm. you're going to spend time, you know, not doing other things if you do yeah, that. Yeah, kids have got to work on individual skills and their own individual aspects of their game to make themselves better. This includes, this even includes things like strength and conditioning, right? Sure. You can't do it all as a coach either. And so those ones who do those things on their own, in addition to coming to team events and team practices, those are going to be the ones that are going to be more successful. And so we know that and we want that. We want them to practice at home. Well, I guess what I would say is, it would be really great if we get the child moving in the same direction. Yes. Rather than I grab a hold of this arm and pull this direction, and mom and dad grabs a hold of that arm and pulls that direction. And oh, by the way, the 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 hitting instructor or the individual instructor or their strength in, in trainer grabs a hold of that leg and pulls a different direction. <laughs> now we got the child. We're, we're we're pulling like a rag doll in four different directions, right? Right. And that's and that's confusing to the kid. Yeah. I had a player. I've had this happen. I've had I've had. A, you're about to say something, but I can give a story and an example. I got you. Go ahead. You want me to go ahead? Yeah, you go. So I've had a player where this has happened before. And this isn't, I mean, I could give this, like this is, this, this will be a specific example, but I could give this example any year, like any, it happens all the time. However many years I've coached, this happens a lot. I've had a player who's really struggling at the plate, for example, really struggling because that's a common issue, right? And we were giving, as when I say we, I'm talking about his his coaches, his right. high school coaches, had given him some simple adjustments that would have minimized some of the negative move. He had some negative movements in his in his swing, so this was a mechanical thing. So right? you're going to simplify the swing. Simpl- going to simplify it a little bit. Essentially, we were widening him. You know, basically, you know, saying you know, get rid of the stride and you know, and 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 do this. I mean, it's not it's not the best for everybody, mm-hmm. but it, for the for the things that we saw this particular player doing, which was lunging out in front of everything, um, and. So this this swing looked a lot different when he was listening we, to your it, coaching, and it felt a lot different, mm-hmm. right? And at first, it doesn't feel good <laughs> right. because you're well, not yeah. used to that. Yeah. And so, uh, we had him working on the tee. We you know we had him working in the cage. Of course, you know at first it's not it's not that great. There's not a lot of power there. It's a whole different it's a whole different feel. Um, but but small steps, baby steps, right? Let's just keep at it, 
right? You're not going to, this isn't going to, this isn't going to, it's not a magic pill. You're not going to be fixed tomorrow. But like you said, rep after rep after rep, consistency, small steps. Consistency is the key to excellence. Just keep doing what you're doing. Keep going. For, it's a long game. Keep going in the same direction, right? So what would happen is because mom and dad, you know, people at home, family, everybody is, everybody's feeling the same thing. The kid's struggling. Yeah. He's struggling. And when he's struggling, he's not playing as much. And so I got to help him too. Okay. And so gets home, wants to, wants to work on the swing and he comes back to practice. Same old bad habits, hmm. same old thing, right? The same. And so we, we, we talked and, and said, well, uh, what about the things we worked on? You know, the, the, the tools we gave you to, to work on, well, it just didn't feel right. And, and so, I, you know, my dad helped me and, and, and I think, I think I got it. I think I got it. And so I'm like, okay, I mean, I wasn't going to go again. That's see, that's the catch 22. Like, I don't want to say, well, okay, your dad helped you, but it's, it's, it's the opposite of what we just showed you to do. Mm-hmm. And basically it's back to where you were to begin sure. with. Okay. And it, you do, you don't, you didn't just need more practice of, of the poor way to swing. Mm-hmm. You, you needed something different. And that's why we gave you something different. But I, it, you don't want to say, sorry, man, your dad's wrong. And you should have listened to us. Yeah. Or you disagree. Yeah. Be, yeah. Well, because that's going to have the same, because that's the, the conflict that we're talking about. And that's going to put doubt into that hitter's mind, that player's mind. Yeah. So then they're, they're behind, you know, they're behind when they get up to the plate. Well, anyway. and, they, and they're offended that you, you know, cause everybody takes things personal. It's right. not personal. But everybody's like, oh, you're saying my dad doesn't know what he's talking about? No, that's not what I'm saying. It's just, but, but we didn't say any of that. Yeah. It's just like, okay, you know, let's, but here's, here's what happens though. And I think, I think parents need to understand this. The, the reason why there needs to be consistency in our coaching between what the coaches are teaching, what you're t- like, and we can help each other. Like we could be more open to helping you understand what we're teaching the player. Yeah. And you can come to us when you know that you're, that you want to practice at home and say, Hey, show mm-hmm. us what kind of adjustments you've made with them. Because when, when the player comes back to us and refuses to make those adjustments because you told him to do it this way, mm-hmm. you, that communicates to the, to the coach that your child doesn't receive coaching. Yeah. Doesn't receive, he's not, a, he's not a coachable player. Not on board. And what, what, and what I mean by that is like, we wouldn't call your child an uncoachable player, but what I mean by that, the way that works itself out pragmatically is when the child's struggling again, What's why would we put more time and, and effort into helping him right. when it doesn't make any difference? He's not going to do it. Yeah. At that point, you're there. we got other kids we got to work with. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's, I guess, those types of situations fall into the why isn't my kid playing more? What does, what does he have to do? What does she have to do to get more playing time? Yeah, we tried that. Right. Yeah, yeah, we so answered that. that point. Right. You know, I think, you know, again, I think there's, we're talking about relationships here. So, you know, to those, you know, parents out there that, that have this, or, you know, listen, done it, you know, yeah. <laughs> raise my hand, I done yeah. it. Uh, getting a, got a lot better, uh, uh, you know, at it over the last few years. Uh, but if you have that desire and you're seeing something uh, that your kid's doing that you think, you know, something could fix, before you talk to that kid about that, before you talk to your son or daughter about the mechanical 
correction or whatever they're doing, reach out to the coach yeah. and ask them what he or she thinks is going on and have a conversation with that coach so that you can be, you know, on the same page. Yeah. Be- that's yeah. Go- that, you know, that alone will help your player oh, right off the top. It, it eases the player's mind. Like, it, go back to the mental aspect of it. The player goes, you know, the, the player's getting two different sets of coaching so it, it puts doubt in the player's mind then Absolutely. about who's right, which mm-hmm. one of these is going to work. And the player wants more than anything for you, mom or dad, to be right. And so they're going to follow what you say. And that's fine. If that's, you're like, well, yeah, I'm right. Right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. We're right. Right. But when that player gets back to the team and coach is coaching them up on other things. Then what? Right. Yeah. Maybe there's doubt. Coach yeah. was wrong about my swing. What else is he wrong about? Yeah. And it, and it creates a mentality that of distrust. And whenever there's distrust in a rela- in any relationship, and this includes teams, teams are built on relationships. Absolutely. You can't win. No. You can't. You you, you the team will the chem- the chemistry of the team will not be good. Yep. I try, you know, any, any time there's a question of, can I do it this way or that way to, to my best ability when I, you know, the only, only when I think it's absolutely detrimental to, to a situation, you know, how to come off second base on a double play ball for the second baseman. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, coach, I like to do it this way. Well, okay. If you like to do it that way, I'm okay with it. Here's reasons why you might want to do it this way, but if you're good with that and it's working, okay, I'm good with it. And we're able to get the out. Right. If you're good with if that, it's working. If, it, if that field, <laughs> if, if, it's that, working. if it's working, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. If, if you can, if you can't get the ball over to first base in one and a half seconds, you know, in that direction, you know, in that whatever, right, yeah, absolutely, be, whatever. yeah. So I, you know, you try, that, that's empowering your players, you know, what I mean, to to develop that trust mm-hmm. that you're talking about. Every one thing that I'm. I don't guess I thought it wouldn't happen, but it, it happens. It has happened a lot more, I guess, in, in volume than I thought, you know, from the first year that I've coached that I put together my coach's manual yeah, to now going into my third year, there's always things that I'm adding to that. Yep. So that, that I want my players and parents to know ahead of time. Right. So I think a, you know, aside from, you know, knowing when that point is to, to go talk to a parent about behavior, tr- you know, through experience, through your experience as a coach, try to talk to your parents about these things initially. Proactively. Yes. Yeah, beforehand. Say, so when this situation arises, like you don't even have to say if. Because it's going to arise. Yeah. And when I, this situation arises, we want it to arise, is, really. This, you know? this is the best way yeah. for everyone to. This is the best process, I guess I should say, the best procedure for this. You know, your, your child's gonna struggle at some point. You're gonna wanna help him at home. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. We want that. Let's just work together with it. Yep. Let's work. Let, let's you and me, right? Mom, dad, coach, let's work together with it. And we, you know, we, we might be in a different day where you and I are saying we want that 
as coaches. Because like you said, there's maybe an old, more old school thinking is, nope, there's a separation between coach and parent. I don't want, I don't want to, I mean, let me coach, you be the parent. And yeah. there are people who coach that way. Yeah, there I are. guess you and I are saying, our, our advice would be, Let's work together on it because we want what's best for your kid. Well, if, there, if this conversation, if this is going to, if this is going to come up, yeah, as a coach, I want to handle it the best way that you know the way that allows that player to perform at his or her best. Yeah, and that's you and me. But like there, we have parents listening right now who are probably thinking, well, it's easy to say, Chris and Pat, but I tried to go to my coach, my kid's coach, and they don't want to talk to me. They're like you know, you're the parent, I'm the coach. Okay, well. That's a bad coach. Sorry. I mean, sorry, you, your kid's got a bad coach. I, I mean, I, I, you know, it's, it's just something you and I would disagree with that coach about. Yeah. Is, is because here's, here's the thing, coach. It's going to come up. It's going to happen. And so you can either find a way to work together with those parents to help that child get moving in the same direction that you want them to go. Even if, and even if you and the parent disagree and you know you're going to disagree, it's still going to be helpful that for them to know what it is that you're teaching the child and why you're teaching the child that because maybe just maybe they'll bend a little bit mm-hmm. in your direction. Maybe you need to bend a little bit in their direction. Yeah, true. Yeah. I would say that yeah. as a coach, you, you know, you need to be aware of the possibility yeah. that, you know, you may need to um, take a step back, but you know, the, there are a lot of things too that have changed. And I think uh, sometimes this kind of thing, this, this kind of thing happens whenever there are issues of the games that we play that are different than they were when you and I played or when mom and dad played or, you know, da, you know, oh, like, right. like, like, like I, you take catching for example, right? Yeah. I remember, I, a lot about catching has changed a lot about the mechanics of catching. You know, you would never put one knee down 10 years ago and framing, lazy. framing has changed. You know, we, I, when Brock was coming through high school, it was big to stick, stick the pitch, right? Right. Stick the pitch. Now, my gosh, the catcher's moves like it would have been ridiculous to me. And it was ridiculous to me when I first saw these catchers putting their mitt on the on the ground and and, you know, and bringing it up or, you know, working way outside the zone and catching it, bringing it back into the zone. And I and I remember thinking to myself, umpires are going to hate you for that. And I remember seeing Brock's college team. doing. I'm like, and he's like, yeah, this is what this is what they're teaching. This is what we're doing. I'm like. So all this time we spent on you getting your thumb underneath there and just sticking that pitch, he's like, he's like, well, here's the thing, you can steal strikes that way. Yes. You know, I'm, how, how often is that happening right now in the major? This is one of the big issues with Major League Baseball is all the strikes that are being stolen by these catchers by, by the way that they're they're, they're framing. They got these that pitches. box up there, the digital box, and, and all these umpires are looking horrible because watch the watch crazy. where the catcher's glove is. Watch where how you, the catcher's gloves moving where on they those calls. Actually, catch the ball where the ball actually sticks the mitt to where it is. Just a split second later, that mitt will be closer to the middle. There's a small little circle where that mitt ends up on every pitch, regardless of where that pitch actually hits the strike zone yeah. or or out of the strike zone, and that. That's considered good today. Good catching. It was. It had been horrible catching, fifteen Actually, years it's, ago. It's it's probably the primary responsibility of a catcher now. Their primary use when you're working like on I, receiving. Yeah, yeah. That's what that you know. That's what's important. Yeah. It's not even blocking. You know, blocking is is almost an after. Well, and now. blocking is yeah. It's basically a lot of blocking. However, you can get it done. Yeah. I mean, because one because that's quite, one. How in the world do you block with one knee down? Just however you can. Yeah. 
get it, get it, just get because it done. receiving is, but there was so much technique, you know, mm-hmm. not long ago for being soft, like a pillow and, and, uh, yeah, it's, it receiving has become a lot more important, but into your point, it, you know, put that into a game situation, a catcher's in there, um, you know, moving their glove and the, mm-hmm. and the parents like, cause the Stop parent, moving your glove. the parent yeah. caught, has caught, uh-huh. you know, yep. the car- parents yep. been t- taught how I've, to teach. And I'm telling you that I've been there. Yeah. I did the same as, as a parent, I've been there. Yeah. I'm like, Brock, you're moving your mitt way too much. He goes, Oh, that's actually what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and so then I have it. So then I have that parent thing, right? Like what? <laughs> and then he explained it to me. So I'm yeah. just like, so explain, explain to me. And, and so then what did I do? I went back and I got on my computer and started researching and seeing, is this really, really? And sure enough, I was going to say the direction was, the game was going. One of the points I really wanted to make today was if you are making changes as a coach, as a, you know, recommending changes, suggesting changes as a coach, as a player, do yourself a favor, do your player a favor and put a little bit extra work into some research. Don't just, you know, cite your source. Yeah. Verify yeah. what you're thinking, verify what your, your, you know, your, your experience has, has brought to you. Know that you're telling them the right thing so that if a conversation does come up, you can say, well, this is why, you know, this is why mm-hmm. I think this way, you know, so on and so forth. It's, it's very important to do that. And it, even I would say that for, We've talked about this before, you know, and, and good good instructors will work with a player for a little while. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say this makes it someone a good instructor, but a lot of good instructors will work with a player for a certain amount of time and then say, All right, you're done. And you know, what do you mean? I'm yeah. like, well, I've I've worked with you a lot. You got you to this point. Now I want you to go, you know, see other instructors get the, get their opinion and there's a lot graduated of, you've graduated right. from me and you know it, it yeah there's different relationships about that too but you sure. know, sometimes they stick around forever and you know they're always there to talk to you but whatever the case what I'm, the point is there's all this information out there that you can use you got to be able to you know discern <laughs> which mm-hmm. information is going to help you the most so if you're in a situation like this whether you're the coach the parent um Put, make sure you're putting that time in to do the research to so that you know to support you know what you're actually trying to to teach the kid. Yeah, for sure. I would say this too, coach. If you're you know, I think there's two points, there's two um, elements to to this situation of when a, when a parent is teaching the kid something, doing something during a game, and it's are they you know are they being distracting? to the kid and, and possibly even being distracting to the team by saying what they're saying during a game. Oh, during the game. I think, you know, when that, yeah, during the game. If, yeah. if it's happening there, you you probably want to have that conversation pretty quickly. And, it, you know, stay out of the, the realm of this is why we teach this. This is, yeah. you know, what you're teaching is we don't believe it because of this. It just comes down to the fact of, listen, we don't think you're creating an environment that is – allowing your kid and our team to perform at their best. So we, mm-hmm. we you know, we want to eliminate that if we can, you know, and, and have that conversation as respectfully as possible. But one of the hardest things, finish your thought. Well, that's a long thought. Good. <laughs> one of the hardest things to do when you are at the ballpark watching your son or daughter play is to just Watch them play. You know what I started doing? It's one of the hardest things to do. You know what I started doing? Sitting far away. 
like as far away as just possible. Out by yourself somewhere. Not, I mean, not necessarily by myself. I mean, I wouldn't mind people coming, but oh, as far away from the game. Yeah. So you can't. So because if you even say, if I tried to say something, you can't hear me. Right. You're, There's no point. You're out there with binoculars. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, said, does, you know, is that my son that just you know, intercepted that pass? General Harding Park has this big hill. Yeah, and that's where all the coaches went when they got tossed from the game. <laughs> right, well, I'll just go to the <laughs> just, hill. Just walk up the hill. But yeah, the good umpires though wouldn't let them sit there. They'd make them leave the the area. Yeah, because years ago I, I was coaching with Herb Scharfenacre, a Pony League team, and Herb got tossed by uh, by Leonard King. Remember Leonard umpired a lot of games down there. Remember old Leonard Sandy King from she was the uh, head custodian out at uh, Eastern High School for yeah, years. Yeah, I knew Leonard. And Le- yeah, yeah, Leonard tossed Herb. It was hilarious, but he tossed him. Herb, it was a tournament game, semifinal tournament game. Herb goes up that hill, and uh, so I'm I'm now I'm now taking over the reins, right? As, right. as coach, I'm still in college, and <laughs> Gary Stanley's on the mound, and all of a sudden, my white my right fielder's out there waving waving his hand. Ryan Rowe, he's out there waving his hand. <laughs> hey, Chris, Herb up there said to take Gary out. <laughs> <laughs> Leonard pulled that mask off and walked. He started walking toward right field. He said, "He can't do that. Get out!" I kicked him out. <laughs> He's got to leave the area. He, had, the he relayed the message in. Some people would always say, "Walk across the street," and be like, "I'll just stand here." Yeah, I'm off the premises. Right. <laughs> nah, you can't do that technically. So, yeah, well, that's good stuff. Yeah, I mean it is. I, you know, to go back to your point, the, you go far away because it's it, it, you are you as a dad are tempted to want to coach sure. during the game. Yep, and we all are. You know, I've I, I've seen the best people do it, and it's it's. Uh, you know, I'm not long ago. I went and watched a fall ball game. I'm watching a fall ball game. These young kids, and you know, you're, who who's there watching fall games? Just parents, right? There's not fans there, right? right. And uh, and and. Some of the best people, well-meaning people, it's just impossible. It's in, it's it's almost impossible to not want to say something mm-hmm. when you see that your child needs to make an adjustment in the middle of that bat or while they're pitching. And I found myself as one watching the game, a bunch of what are they, ten, eleven, twelve-year-olds? None of those are my kids. I had zero temptation, <laughs> right. zero temptation to want to shout out coaching advice. And you know why? Because those kids actually had coaches. They had yeah. coaches over there in their dugout who probably knew them better than I did. Yeah. Right. Knew their team better than I did. And like, yeah, they'll figure it out. They'll get it. They'll yeah. talk to them. And if they don't, oh, well. Coach didn't do his job. I mean, you know, if they don't, they don't. I, but it's it's still not my job. Yeah, you're right. It's just uh, it, it's it, it is it is fascinating to me how much different it feels, how and how unimportant it seems when you when it's not your child. Really good practice. It is. Really good practice. It is. Yeah, I mean, we're not, we don't, you know, I'd say most people don't just go to random little league games and watch them unless you have some vested interest, right? A child, a a nephew, a grandson, you know, but we should, we should, we should try that because it it would be good. It's a sobering thing to go and get the feel, to get what it feels like to just watch kids play Mm -hmm. without 
feeling the need to coach them up. Right. Like I would ask, why, why do you, why as a parent do you feel the need to coach your kid up? Because you want, you want them to do really well. I mean, right. I, that's why you love them and you want them, you, you don't want to see their hurt that they feel when they, when they mess up, when they fail. And that, that it's like, how do we, how, what kind of advice do we, how, like, how do you, I don't know. I don't know what the, I, I, I'm saying well, I this, that. I'm saying think, this stuff out loud and I don't have an answer yeah, for well, it. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad thing that we oh, have that no, feeling for our no, kids. No, no, you know? not at all. That's not at all what I'm saying. Yeah, it's great. It's an awesome thing to I, see how much parent, these parents love their kids. I know from experience by, you know, letting, you know, whatever happened in the game go until the next day. You don't have near as much to say. Setting yourself a rule, like making a, just being legalistic about it. This is my rule in my family. Yeah. Sometimes maybe that's a good Just talk about it another day, talk about it a different time, you know, because if it's something that important, then you'll remember. Yeah. You know, or like I said, we've talked about in the past, write it down, you know, keep notes so you go back and and have that conversation. Say, hey, we've got a standing meeting on a weekly basis. With you know we and I and you know let's you take I'm gonna take you out for for breakfast son daughter and and our weekly meeting is just gonna be to talk about talk about yeah baseball you do that. talk be, about yeah, your sport right that idea and right. and and so you keep those notes and most likely what you felt like you needed to say in the middle of the game and you and therefore you wrote it down or you logged it in the back of your your mind probably isn't going to feel like that big of a deal. Yeah, and try to ask questions meeting. instead of making statements, try to ask questions because yeah. you want to get, you want to know what yeah. the player's thinking and saying at the same time to, yeah, for you know, sure. to, to find out what you're saying. Well, what do you think? I think we solved is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I think the key is to, to you know, we're, we're all on the same side, you know, yeah. from a coaching perspective, if, you know, it gets to the point where, um, there, it is distracting. It is, in your opinion, being detrimental to the player. Then, yeah, it's it's have time. It's time to have a conversation. Yeah. But when you have that conversation, remember that you're on the same team. Yes. You know, you, you want the same thing, and it's not it's not a it's not a versus. It's not a battle. You know, you're, you're, yeah, you're trying to help that. each other. I, yeah. I hate that conversation. I feel like sometimes conflict. all of, a lot of our podcasts come across as coaches versus parent, right? right. And and that's not our intention at no, all. Absolutely not. Ever. No, and, and and the same truth, you know, from a from a parent's perspective. Just think, you know, what you're doing isn't, you know, by nature wrong. But just think, if everyone was doing it, you know, if ever, and not even during a game, but if you're if everyone is giving their kid coaching advice that you know does not fall in line with the coach, and if you want to know mm. what the coach is coaching, ask them. But if the coach, if the if the if the if all the parents are doing that, then you don't have a coach. Yeah. So if, if you're if you if you find yourself in that situation where you think, well, I just have to because I know better than the coach, you should probably look into coaching. <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah, you're you sure. know, if you, if you, you should. And, yeah. and and if you can't, you know, if you can't put the time into it, which a lot of people cannot, it's not it's not a uh, it's not a job that's you know that everyone is available to do. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of coaches out there that that you know that have jobs and lives that don't allow them to coach. Good coaches, you know, yeah. they're out there. Yeah. But if if you find yourself doing that and wanting to do that, then you know that's probably a, a direction you want to go. But understand that by doing it, you you could be creating internal strife, not just for your player, 
before yeah. the entire team. And we don't yeah. want to do that as parents either. Like yeah. we want to help our kids, but we want to be a detriment to our kids and, and, and to the rest right. of the players around them. Yeah. It's I would, just, I would say that on a, just a, as a simplified answer, you know, for, on, from a parent's perspective, right? A simplified answer, you know, you, we know, we know you want to help your kids. We know you want to help them be successful. The best way to do that is going to be to give them the reps that they need not the coaching that they need. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, and if you want to give them the coaching, then make sure that you, like you said, you're in, you know, you communicate with the, you know, be it, do it in conjunction with what is being taught to the child while he's with his team, because that's, I mean, that's just, I mean, otherwise, otherwise just, just put the ball on the tee, just say, Hey, let's go out and throw, let's go out and throw, let's go out and hit, let's go out and get some swings. Let's go, you know, and or let your child say that to you. And when he and when he or she does, you just go do that. There's a difference between going out and working with them versus coaching them while you're doing it. Sure. And it's hard. It's it's really hard to not want to coach them. But I would say, just be re, be reminded, like allow a little reminder to pop up in your head of, I wonder what I wonder what is. I wonder what his his coaches would say about this. Like, I wonder what. And, well, let me ask him. Hey, has your have you and your coach worked on this together? You know, I see that you're landing pretty heavy. You know, on 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 your you know on your front foot, collapsing your front leg when you're pitching. What has your coach said about that? You know, and they go from there. Sure, that's that's a great way to start, right? Absolutely. I mean, but to to completely disregard or not even consider. What the coach says, it's well, it's disrespectful. But it is. It, it's not a good thing. It's, it's not, not a good, good thing. Habit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it just—it's not going to—it's not going to be helpful to the mm-hmm. child. And, and you want to be helpful to your Could child. Be. Could be, but in the long run, it's not. <laughs> you're, you're you're creating a could, habit. Could be helpful that day. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. That, but it's not going to be helpful in the long. Like you said. Yeah. Over the course of his or her season in the context of that, the team, the relationship that he has with this team, that there's a lot of problems that could, that could come up. Right. And, the, and you know, the fact that there a lot of problems come up is the very reason why that topic was brought to us today yes. by our listeners. So right. thank you very much. I hope we helped. <laughs> yeah. So again, if you want us to talk about something specific that you're dealing with, with your team or your kids or whatever, Twitter is at, the coaching life at the coaching life, not just at coaching life at the, whenever you're searching for us, always put the in front of it. <laughs> Cause when you put the coaching life, cause we are like the Ohio state, right? Right. 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 So <laughs> <laughs> when you put the in front of the coaching life podcast, ours will show up probably in your top four or five searches when you, in your podcast search engine. And, um, and that's something that's been happening here lately. Our podcast is growing. We're excited about that. Uh, we are number 47 in South Africa. Once again, we will keep saying that. Thank you. Thank you to South, a- Thanks, South, South Africa. Africa for the support. And uh, anybody else uh, wants to, uh, what do we say? Uh, like and subscribe. Yes. Hit that subscribe button in your podcast. And now review because yes. I like reading those reviews. When you go to the review, yeah, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, which uh, I think 65% of our listeners listen with Apple Podcast app, uh, if, you're, if you're using that app, shoot us a review i mean click click one of the stars on there and and uh and and put us put a review on there sure. let us know what you know what we could do better in or let us know what you and like you give us a two tell us what you don't like tell us who you are <laughs> who you are no anonymous like. twos <laughs> thanks everyone <laughs>